Welcome to Gamer Profiles, powered by Obsolete Gamer, the series that showcases gamers and game makers from around the world. And the great thing about today is we don't even have to go farther than our backyard to find an awesome guest and a great game. Loris Malik, president of Moon Spider Studios and game director, director on Herald. Loris, thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. You know, it's a, very, it's a big pleasure for me to be here. So now, starting off, it's really awesome that you know you guys are in Miami, and you know I, I just think that's great because you know a lot of times people don't often think of Miami as a, a hub for gaming, which I, I think is crazy considering you know my background, especially being um, from you know coming from Alienware and you know all the gaming that I that I have seen. But I can understand that everyone thinks of you know the West Coast, especially California. But um, as far as, let's start, just start with the beginning. Can you tell us about your gaming background and like what you grew up with as far as video games? You mean what I was playing or, or what I was, what I, where I worked? I would say like playing first. Like playing first? You know, video games is, <laughs> uh, I, I started playing, I don't even remember actually. Like I think between three, four years old, something like that. Because my I had two old sisters and they got the Atari, you know, uh, 2600, the old, old one of the first console. So I played with that, and but the real first game that I actually and console that I actually owned uh, for my birthday was the NES, and I was five, it was just came out, and I was I don't know like five or six years old, and the first game I got with it was Mario Super Mario Mario Bros, and the first one. And that was actually, still now, one of the biggest shock in my entire life. Like when I played that game, I remember all my life, the first time I played, I got this little controller and I saw him jump on a on little you know, mushroom and, and kill the mushroom. I was like, what is that? And I see a little, you know, like how you say, a, a interrogation point, you know, and I'm like, okay. So I jump on it. I see another mushroom. I take it. I go in bigger. Was done for me. That was the best shit I ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? I was like, this is amazing. So I completely, uh, I, I knew this moment that it was, it would be my life. It would be. I, I wanted to play games and I wanted also to make games. I wanted to do that. I wanted to make this game, and and I was completely in shock. So that was the first big, you know, experience. And uh, and since that, I I was a pure hardcore crazy gamer who could do. I took the plane to see games before everybody when I was wow. 13, 14, you know, in arcade or in a, in a, in a, with the console, new consoles, you know, and all that stuff. So I started with the NES, of course, and uh, as I was growing up, I went, I got the, the Mega Drive, of course, and, and I have to admit that when, when Mega Drive came out, I was a big fan of Nintendo and before, and, uh, and the Master System, you know, the Sega Master System, I was... I preferred the NES, but when the Mega Drive came out, with my age growing up also, I was maybe, I don't know, like 9, 10, you know, at this moment, and I saw Sonic, I was like, that's a Mario killer for me, you know what I mean? So you switched teams. So I, huh? You switched teams. You were like, oh, oh yeah, completely, completely, completely. I was, I was into Sega like crazy. And and because they came with with Quackshot, you know Donald, you know with Donald, the game Quackshot was amazing. With uh, of course the 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 all, all the first game that they got, you know on the on the on the Mega Drive, I was very very impressed. 
so I got this period too with Sega, and when of course the Super Nintendo came out, I have to admit that at the first I was not really impressed because it was for babies for me. You know what I mean? Like I was a grown up now. I was 10 years old. You know, so uh, it was Mario was not really good for me until, and I remember again all my life until like one. You know, I, I've got all the magazine. You know, every month, and I was watching the pictures and read all the articles. You know, of every game and stuff with a lot of magazine in French. You know, uh, and I remember one magazine that I bought where there were this month there were not a lot of big games on Mega Drive. And Super Nintendo was out for like maybe a month or two. And I remember all my life opening this book, this, this magazine, and see a double page with Street Fighter 2, the, the review, on Super Nintendo. And it was like 96% on 100, you know, like incredible. And I, and I knew this game. Of course, I played it uh, so much on arcade and stuff, and I was like, oh, ah, just for this game, you know, like the Super Nintendo, it's still amazing. And I turned the other page, and it was the um, uh, um, uh, uh, Ninja Turtle, you know, Ninja Turtle yeah. from Konami, yes. where you can throw the guy into the screen, you know, with the, with the FX, you know, that the Super Nintendo had. I think it was a System 7 or something like that, if I remember the name. And, uh, and so I saw all of these games like that in a row, and of course Super Mario, uh, Super Mario Bros. You know, it was Super Mario World, I think. Um, and, and I was like, okay, I have to buy a Super Nintendo. So I switched again, you know, to, to get the Super Nintendo, and I loved it. And after I I got my period also when I when I bought the the Neo Geo, the Neo Geo, and this was insane. The game, the problem was the game was so expensive yes. that it was a nightmare to be able to buy one. So I had to, you know, with like five six friends, we were buying one game for you know every six months, and we you know, give the game to everybody, and it was the only way to be able to replay these games. Wait, I have uh, to ask, how did you work that out? Because that takes some friendship to be able to do, like, some kind of rotation system. You, you know what happened is, we, we got, I, I was, I was, I was I'm from a, a little town in France called Nice. It's in the south of, of, of France. And there were only one store that was doing imports of video games, okay? So, and I discovered import very late, actually. I remember the first game I bought import was uh, on Super Nintendo. It was uh, uh, Mickey, uh, Mickey uh, Magical Quest from Capcom. It was an incredible game. And, and I remember I couldn't wait six months to get, to get that in Europe. So when it was out in Japan, and I knew I could have it, and this store was selling it. I was like, oh, I, I can't, you know, I can resist. I have to have it directly. So directly. So I, I, I bought it. And it was very expensive because it was import. And in this store, the, the, the guy who was, you know, the, the owner of the store was actually a really cool guy. We became a very, very good friends. And he had the Neo Geo. And I didn't know what it was. And he showed me that. And I was... I was blown away, you know, you've got the arcade at home. I was like, no way. And when I saw all the, you know, the Fatal Freeze and, and all, the, all these big games that I played on arcade, I was like, I can have that at home and play them for free as much as I want? That's amazing. But when I saw the price of each, each cartridge, uh, because it was actually the, the Java card inside, you know, right. and it was a real arcade, arcade card just cut in half and put it in the cartridge, in the cartridge, you know. So it was so expensive, it was like, if I have to, yeah, it was like 200, 300 bucks, you know, and, and, and like 15, 20 years ago, it was insane. So uh, I couldn't 
buy that. So what I did is, first I bought some guys who were used, so they were way cheaper, okay? So I could catch up, you know, the time, because I didn't buy the console when the console was just out. I bought it maybe, it was, the Neo Geo was out maybe like two years already, you know, in Japan. So there were maybe like, I don't know, like 20 games out, and some of them were actually the same price as a Super Nintendo game, but not a lot. And what happened is I catch up the time faster, you know, than them. So in one point, I had to really buy the new games. And I remember the first one that happened was uh, Samurai Shodown, the, oh, yeah. the, the, the fighting game, who was, who was one of the best fighting game ever made for me, and especially the first one. And, and so this one, uh, I had to really, like, sold almost everything I got to be able to buy just that game. And, uh, and, uh, and so from that, what I did is, I had, we were with this guy and with three other friends, we bought each one at Neo Geo and we were buying one game, you know, every like five months and we make it run like that. But, but we had to vote to be able to buy the game because if, nobody, if we had to be everybody agreed, you know what I mean? Because sometimes there is a game out and we don't like it, so we don't want to spend 200 bucks on a game that we don't like. But right. none of the guy like it. So we're like, dude, we can't give you the money, you know, to, to, we can't authorize you because we're not going to buy this one, you know what I mean? So it was very complicated. So sometimes we were finding the game in arcade first, and we were trying out the game to be sure that we can buy it, you know what I mean? So we were spending, I don't know, like 20, 30 bucks uh, for the whole weekend, you know, in the game, in the arcade. And after buying the, the, the real cartridge, you know, for the Neo Geo, but yeah, man, it was, it was a... Uh, it was incredible. It was an adventure, you know, to, to be able to do all this shit. It was terrible. This was like a mixture between like politics and like product testing because <laughs> you had a, a little, committee. A little, yeah. Seriously, you had a committee and then you would go and do product testing in the arcades and then you would vote on it and then you would have to do like fun funding for it. And then exactly. if it was approved, then you would get the game. And afterwards, yeah. you still had to go through and then share it amongst each other. I mean, that's fascinating. I think that's incredible. <laughs> Most people in America, it would be like, no way. We were fighting even if we owned the game. We'd be bored with the game. It's like, hey, I've been playing Temco Bowl for like 50 you know, years. Can I borrow it? No, man, I'm playing it. And it's like, no, you guys over there have all types of every you know, uh, situation put together. That's why the UN and stuff works over there. We're like, no, just ban the UN. Man, you guys have it together, man. We can't get it together. That was, yeah, that was really, but after, you know, uh, it was this only time that really happened because you di we didn't have any choice. The game was so expensive that there was really no choice. But after that, uh, when I went to the 3D uh, console with the with the 3DO, with the with because I've got almost every console in, in the, on the market, uh, and because uh, uh, I had I had to play all of this stuff because everything was very interesting. So even the 3DO, even the Jaguar, even the 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 you know like yeah after of course Saturns and PlayStation you know after I, I continue on that but but yeah it was uh, I started you know very very young and I try to play as much as I could and, uh, and, and and of course computers too I got my my, my time you know where I could uh, I was playing with Atari ST and Amiga Amiga uh, uh, 500 of course you know with oh. uh, with um, uh, oh, what was the game there was so much on uh, with Vroom, with Xenon 2 with uh, there was so many so yeah I, I tried a lot of stuff absolutely 
Now, how did that lead into, I know like you were saying that from the early age, you knew that you wanted to get into actual game design. You yes. know, what was that step? Because I was reading in some of the other articles, the interviews you did, that that was what really made that push and that you were saying that in university, there were things that you could obviously learn that could help you make that push to where you got to today, but that you actually went around the world to learn from designers. So what was that next step that made you it's, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a good question. I, I, actually, I was lucky. I, I always wanted to work in video games. Uh, in one point, when I've got 17, I finished, you know, my high school, uh, I, I got my diploma, I got everything, and I'm entering into university. And I, I, I'm a, how do you say, a gifted, a gifted kid, whatever, you know, so I was like, I was a, one year before, so I arrived in university, I was, uh, I was a 17. And I wanted to make video games. And the only stuff that I could find in France, and especially in Nice, uh, was a university where I, ca I can learn how to program, to become a programmer. And I was like, okay, that's the closest stuff I can find for video games, so let's go here. And uh, I went over there, and actually I spent only, I think like five months, something like that, maybe less. And because uh, I discovered very fast that it was not something uh, I will not learn anything from video games here. It's, I was learning programming to work on a in a bank or or in a you know what I mean in, a, in an insurance company, but not video games. And I discovered also very fast that the programmation was not the stuff that I really liked. And what I really liked was game design, but I couldn't even know the, I didn't even know the term at this moment. Uh, and um, and what happened, who is really funny, is uh, in my in my class. At university, I have a guy that uh, who's called uh, uh, Olivier de Rivière, who is French, and this guy is also there to become to work in video games, and we became friends very fast. And what happened is we left together the university because we realized that it was not for us. And this guy is a musician and is doing music for video games now for a long time. And uh, he met some developers in French, in France, sorry, French guys, uh, who were opening their company. And uh, at this moment, I was working with my dad. I was just helping him uh, in his company. And uh, and he told me, you know, you should see these guys. And because they have a demo, they have a game that they want to do. And uh, the game is actually really cool. And um, and they're looking for for testers and for you know level designers and stuff like that. So. I talk about you, you know, and you should see. And so I met the boss of this company, and uh, we talk. He showed me the game, and um, and I, I did something, you know, I, I have no other choice because uh, I couldn't show where uh, what what I could do because I have no experience, I have nothing. I'm just a gamer, and I just love game playing games, and I just and because I played so much game, maybe I still I, I start to have a little expertise, you know, on that, but that's it. And so he showed me his game, and I'm, I'm somebody who, it's maybe bad or good, I don't know, but I'm telling the truth to people, you know, so when I like something, I say I, say I, li I love it, and when I don't like I say I don't like it, that's it. And so I showed the, the guy showed me the game, and what he told me, he said, like, this game was very, very similar to Rogue Leader, uh, the Star Wars Rogue Leader, who was a game on GameCube, you know, one of the first games on GameCube, who was a shoot them up, really awesome. Uh, that I loved, and I finished the game 100% with everything and stuff, so I, I knew it by heart. 
And I was like, oh, good, because I know this game very well. So I can tell you if the controls you know, are the same. And he was like, yeah, we just copy the control. So they should be exactly the same. And I take the controller, and after five minutes, I tell him, dude, I'm sorry, but I don't understand what you mean, because it's nothing compared to, 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 to Rogue Leader. It's, it's not the same at all. And he goes, you're wrong. And I said, I'm not. And we start to argue. And he starts to understand what I'm saying. I start to understand more what he's saying because I don't have the right words to use. You know, I, don't, I, I feel something wrong, but I can't really explain it. And at one point, we just put the two screens together. So we have the GameCube version of the Rogue Leader and his game, who's on PS2. And we just switch with a remote on the, on the TV. And I show him. With, with a timer, you know, with a, with a real chrono, you know, that I'm right, and that the, the gameplay is not the same. And he, he realizes it, and he goes, oh, shit, okay, so my team didn't do what they said they did. And I'm like, I don't know, dude, but what you tell me here is not what I see. And he goes, thank you very much, you know, that was very interesting. And like a week, yeah, three, uh, three maybe three weeks later, uh, he called me back and he said, you know what, if you want to work with us, uh, it would be a pleasure. But I have an issue. We don't have any money. We are in this studio. We have nothing. There are three. They open the studio at three people, you know, like, a, how do you say, an uh, 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 in, in association, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, um, and they don't have any money to, to start. They just made a demo by themselves, you know, with their own money. And I wanted to go, actually, to, uh, at this moment, I was again in university in another one, to become a real programmer for video games. And I got my first year, uh, it was during the summer, you know, the vacation, and during the summer, they actually hired me. So I didn't go and I didn't finish my school because I was like, I do all of that to go to, 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 to video games company. So if I can go directly, let's do it, you know what I mean? And what it was even better is I said, look guys, you can pay me and I understand that, but I have only one request if this is the case, you know. My request is this one. Every time that I ask a question, you answer me. And the guy looked at me and he said, deal. And I said, okay, let's do it. So I went to Paris and, uh, and uh, I moved to Paris and I started to work in this little company called Kando Games. Uh, and these guys were uh, uh, all, the, all the heads from Darkworks Studio, who was a studio who made uh, Alone in the Dark uh, 4 on PlayStation 1, you know, the one with the, with the lights. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it was the game director, the lead tech, and the lead game designer who left the company and created their own company. And I was their first employee. And we worked on a game called Rebel Raiders, who was uh, actually uh, an homage, I want to say, to, uh, to, um, to Afterburner. The Sega uh -huh. games, okay? Yeah. So it was actually Afterburner in 3D uh, on PS2. You know, it was really that. And we wanted to make a pure arca arcade game uh, with no simulation. You know, you control the plane very fast and everything, and you shoot missiles everywhere. And, uh, you know, and, and in the future, it looks like a little, like, a, uh, uh, it has some Star Wars stuff inside. You know, like, very pure, um, yeah, homage stuff at old games like that. Uh, so I worked on that, and uh, and I became, so I started, I was just uh, uh, the script coder, so I was scripting the levels, and I finished lead level designer on the game, 
And after we worked on the second one, where I was doing level design and game design, and after we worked on the third one, uh, who actually was a Nintendo DS game, and I was also the game conceptor on this one. But after that, in the middle of the production, I left the company uh, to go to Eden Studio, uh, who belongs to Atari, you know, who I've had this moment, mm-hmm. and to work on actually Alone in the Dark 5, so the next one. And, and my old boss did the four, so that was funny. But um, and 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 after that, I worked with them for a year and a half uh, on game design and level design, you know, for uh, for uh, for Alone in the Dark. And after that, I just uh, I just started uh, Moon Spider here. So that's it. Yeah. And I know that in, in the interview, it talked about how you actually it was like a, an idea that you were planning to maybe go to the West Coast, or at least people were pushing you to go to the West Coast. And in the end, what, what was it that made you decide to go to Miami? You know, it's actually, um, it's, it's, I don't know how to say that because uh, I, I'm going to explain to you, it's very simple. What happened is I wanted to open my company first in France, like, like everybody else. You know, I was, I'm French, I live there, and I was like, let's just do it. At this moment, I was in Lyon, who is uh, the biggest town for video games in France, even bigger than Paris. And I could find everybody, I could open my company there, and I really liked the, the, the town. But the issue is, I'm a self-funded company. We are indies, we do, we do what we can, okay, to make the best game possible, but we don't have a lot of money to make it. And, but, but we try. And I got my, my uh, um, how I can that, my, my, you know, the money that I know I can spend into the game. And my goal at this moment when I create it is to really use as much as I can from this amount of money. I want to push and put as much as I can into the game itself and not around the game or, you know, like bullshit around, you know. I really want to maximize the maximum I can to make the best game possible with this amount of money. And when I start to make the business plan, I realize that in France, there is a lot of taxes, like crazy a lot. When you open your company, when you start to do, and video games over there, they are absolutely not, uh, there is no like help for video games company. A video game company is treated exactly like if I was, uh, you know, a 7-Eleven or whatever else, you know, it's the same stuff. So it doesn't really work. And I realized that the money that I could have, I will spend a lot on that into taxes and into employer and, and, and problems with the with the society itself okay so what happened is my, my dad and my my, my my parents live in Miami for 15 years now so I know the city very well I came you know a lot for Christmas for vacation to see my parents and but but I, I never thought about it and I was talking with my dad and I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna stay in uh, in um, in France. I think I'm gonna open it in, in United States. And of course, I directly think about California, because that's everybody goes. That everybody, you know, is there all there. So there is maybe a reason, you know. So let's just go over there. And I tried. I wanted to go to San Francisco, and um, and I went to San Francisco, and I hated it like terrible like I really really didn't like the city is beautiful it's one of the most beautiful city I ever seen but it was so cold 
it was so like I didn't get it. Like I was like, that's San Francisco. That's what everybody want to go. Like why? You know? And uh, and so and and also something very important. It was so expensive. It was as expensive as as Paris. So I was like, you know what? If it, if it's the same price, I stay in Paris. Huh? I don't have to go here. So um, I, I I was like, okay, that's that. It can be the solution. So I decided to, to, to go to maybe LA. So I was like, okay, let's try Los Angeles. And so I went over there. I tried also uh, uh, Santa Monica. You know, I tried uh, uh, all, all the all the San Francisco Bay also until like the end. Yeah, like every little town. But it was really really expensive. And and actually, I was a little depressed. You know, when I came back, I was like, fuck, I can't I can't I can't go I can go over there. It's too much for me. So. What I gonna do? And my dad, my dad, who said, "Why you don't open in Miami?" And I, and my, I remember my answer. My answer was, "I'm not gonna open a club. I'm opening <laughs> a video game company. Do you understand? It's not a nightclub. It's a why Miami? You're crazy. How can I find people over there? You know?" And and he was like, "You don't know. Just try. Put an announcement." On, on one of your websites that you use, you know, to, to find guys for video games. You say that you have a new company, blah, 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 and you just say that uh, you are, you're based in Miami, and you see, just go fishing, and you see if you have somebody, if somebody answer. You, you, don't, you have nothing to lose. And I'm like, that's right. He's right. Let's try. And I did exactly that. I put an announcement on Gamma Sutra, and I said, look, new company, Moonspider, blah, 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 based in Miami. We're looking for everybody, you know, programmers, animators, graphic guy, uh, uh, level designers, you know, everything. And I got, if I remember, like more than 80 answers in a week. Wow. It was incredible. And I was like, that's perfect. And I found my team. And I was like, done. I know Miami by heart. I can open the company way faster because I know everywhere, you know, all the all the little zones and stuff, areas and stuff. And it's way cheaper. It's fantastic to live here. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the paradise. You know. So I'm like, perfect. Let's do that. And uh, so that's why I actually opened it here. But that was the beginning. And I thought that uh, it was just like that, you know. And people were willing to to come in Miami to work uh, for for video games company here. But actually, it was not completely true. What happened, and I didn't know that, is when I opened my company, we were in the middle of the sub, uh, how do you say, the subprime, you know, uh, crisis. Mm -hmm. And I didn't calculate that. You know, I was not like, oh, fantastic, there is a there is a crisis. Let's open my company now. You know, I just opened the company when I could, and it was at this moment. And so there was a lot of people on the market. A lot of employees were searching for jobs. And I didn't really realize that. For me, I just posted at this moment, but it could be any, any other moment, you know? So when I received all this first sound, you know, I want to say, of, of, of people, and I hired them, I was like, done. And if I need another, uh, you know, people, another, uh, yeah, another, uh, uh, another amount, you know, like another employees, I'm going to do the same thing. And that's exactly what happened a year and a half after. We're starting to be really in the production of Herald, and and I need more programmers, I need more uh, animators, I need a lot of stuff. And I do the exact same thing. I put an announcement on Gamma Sutra, and man, you're gonna believe me or not, I got zero answer. Oh man. Zero. So I thought I got so so low, like zero, that I thought I forgot to post 
the announcement. Oh man. You know, because I, I, was, I was doing so much stuff at the same time at this moment that I just forget because normally I should have received the email and I was like, oh, okay, let me see this guy, this guy, this guy, but here, I forget. And I remember a week later, I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to post the, the announcement. I made it, but I, have, I forgot to post. Let's see. And I go and I see that it was posted and I don't understand. And I'm like, what's going on? So I called Gava Sutra and I got a very nice lady on the phone who goes, oh, you got zero answer? Yeah, Mr. Malik, you know, there probably a, there, there should be a, there is a problem. Don't worry. Uh, are you sure that you put the right uh, email address? I'm like, yeah, it's the same as the first one, man. I haven't changed anything. So, and the girl was like, don't worry, let me see. I check, you know, and she goes, uh, that's weird. Because on our, uh, on our site, you know, we don't have also any answer. That, that's not possible. You know what? There was an issue with your, uh, with your announcement. There was a problem. Forget it. I give you another week for free, and I put it right now, you know, and now it's going to work. Let's make a test. I'm going to answer. You know, so she answered the, the stuff. I received the email. Done. I'm like, okay, perfect. Now it's going to work. So second time, I received zero answer the second time. You hear, you hear me? Yeah. Wow. I was like, what is going on? What is happening? And after, so I call her again, and I'm like, there is a problem. And this time, she checked again, and she realized that there is really nobody that answered my, my announcement. So she's so embarrassed that she gives me a third week for free. Okay? Wow. On the third week, I received one answer who was a guy from Russia that I can't unfortunately uh, uh, hire that's it so that was for me a big problem because I was like whoa maybe I did a big mistake to come to Miami and to install and to make my company in Miami or Florida or whatever compared to California you know that's what I want to say or or you know or uh, Montreal you know in Canada or some stuff like that and after I realized that it was not really that. It was the fact that also nobody gives a shit of Moon Spider. Nobody knows who we are. We haven't done any game. So of course no when when because I'm looking for some very high qualified guys, you know. That's my issue too. I'm I'm willing to pay them, you know, with the right salary. But when you have a very good programmer who can work at I don't know, Warner Bros or Ubisoft or Valve or or Naughty Dog and Moon Spider, of course, is going to take the other ones, you know? So it's very, very hard for me right now to be able to hire high-level people like that because, and the main reason, I think, is because we are not a, 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 studio, a known studio, you know? When Herald will be out, and if people like the game, you know, maybe now we will have a good uh, uh, reputation, or I don't know how you can call that, you know? But but uh, and, and people will maybe will will willing to work with us, you know. But right now, what I did is I'm using only my how do you say my um my my, my network, you know, my social network of people that I know who works in video games to find the employees. But the actual uh, like classic, you know, and, and normal announcement doesn't really work for me yet. I want to say. And the first time it worked. 
I don't know really why. I think it's because of this subprime stuff, you know, but I don't really know why. I was just lucky, I think. But, uh, but now, the fact that I'm working in Miami, for me, is amazing. And, and I prefer to work here than anybody else, uh, everybody, uh, uh, everywhere else, sorry, uh, in the world, you know. It's really, really a town that I love. And, um, and you know, when you do video games, the, 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 the most, you're, you're in front of a computer all day with no light, with nothing, you know, you're like, you become fucking zombies in one point. And so when you go out and it's dark and it's, you know, like, like cold and, you know, you have the snow and you're like, you know. But here, you go out, it's vacation. Exactly. You can, go, you can go on the keys, you know, like it's, it's a paradise on earth. It's two hours from here. You can go in Orlando. You have one of the best, you know, park, uh, you know, attraction park in the world over there, you know, and they're all in the same place. It's, it's, it's amazing. So uh, I really like that on this, uh, in this area. But I hope, you know, that now that the game will be out, uh, that's going to help me a little more to get, you know, uh, uh, employees in the company. But we will see, you know. It's, um, yeah, it's something, uh, it's something weird. But, yeah, I, I didn't really ex expect that, you know, at the first time. But that's what happened, so. How did you come up with the name uh, Moon Spider? <laughs> uh, it's actually, uh, I, I always wanted, like I said, I always wanted to work in video games. I, wa I always wanted to make my own games. And uh, I... I think I got the name when I was 14 or 15. Uh, I did the name and I did the logo. Uh, and I was like, that's the best name in the world. If one day I open my company of video games, that will be the name. And I, I had to keep it, you know what I mean? Because it, I couldn't believe I could open my own company. Uh, I had this really big opportunity to do it. So when I could do it, I was like, that's the name I have to take because he's going to maybe give me a little luck or something, you know, I don't know. But that's, that's where it came from. It's actually a name that I have for, yeah, since I'm 13 or 14 years old. Awesome. All right, introduce us to Harold. is the big competition to decide which guardian angels enter Archangel Academy. So pay close attention, young ones. These are the race rules. It's an obstacle course where you must protect your human runner by manipulating the environment. Not all runners are equal. Some are maybe slower or shorter or dumber. Or all of the above, like, um, Harold. Let's review the obstacles. Move right. Move up. Roll down. Hold tight. Release. Catch and throw. Hit. Lick. And encourage with flashbolt. Got it? Uh, well, um, it takes some practice to really get the hang of all of this. <laughs> oh, 
Herald is, it's a game. Uh, so first, it's a mix. It's, it's very complicated to, to, to explain, actually, because it's a, it's a mix between a lot of little stuff. And as I know you're, you guys, uh, you know very well, you know old school games and arcade and stuff, uh, that's where I came from, too. And I had a big issue with new games now, is they are, first, way too easy. Second, they are, like, how can I say, they are, uh, they are not deep enough in terms of gameplay, and there is no more skills. You don't feel that you progress into the game when you play it. And at the beginning, you were not really good, and now you're way better at what you're doing. On every game now, from the beginning to the end, it's almost the same. You just go a little, you know. And in arcade, I remember that I, that some games kick my ass like terrible, and it was made for it. It was made that you have to put money on it. So they wanted that the, the play is shorter as possible, you know. Uh, and so, and also on PC and old games on Nintendo, you know, I remember Ghosts and Goblins. Have you, do you imagine a game with this kind of difficulty now? Who was one of the biggest success of, the, of all time on Ghosts and Ghosts and Ghosts and, Ghost and Goblins, you know? This game is insanely hard to play now. And they're all like that on Donkey Kong or Pac-Man or all the classics are insanely hard compared to game you play now. And that was the first thing that I wanted to get in this game. I wanted to put back an homage of this old game where you have to learn, you have, you're gonna have to die, you, it's a try and fail, it's not bad to die, it's actually good, you learn things, and it's because you learn that you, you progress, you know, so Harold is, the base of Harold is that, and I had two issues, the first one was I wanted to create the first game who looks like a AAA quality game, in overall quality, but with no money. That was the first goal. <laughs> so we're like, okay, how can we do that? So what I decided to do is very simple. I said, okay, instead of having a game who's going to have 30 or 40 hours of gameplay, I'm going to make a game who has between 8 and 12, who is already good for me, you know, because I wanted to go even, even less than that at the beginning, but we went a little further. I was okay with five and between 5 and 8, but we are now more between 8 and 12. So... I wanted to have this game who is a short game, but very intense and condense and put everything I can in this smaller amount of time. Because even with the big AAA, uh, keeping a game for 30 or 40 hours with a rhythm that stays, you know, you know, always, like, and you're like, oh, this level is amazing, and after it's even better and better and better and better, it, it never really happens. What's happening is it's always like the first two hours are amazing, after it goes a little low, and after you go back, and after, you know what I mean? It's like that, the video games. And so I was like, first, let's do a smaller game in terms of, you know, content, but let's do the content very well. And the second stuff who is linked to that was to make the first game who really looks like an old Walt Disney movie, okay? Like an old Jungle Book or, or Pinocchio or, you know, this kind of old style, old, you know, old, old school uh, 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 um, movies where they're painting, you know, on cells, you know, on plastic. You know, that's really, really what I like. So that was the two goals. And uh, I knew also that the gameplay that I had was really, um, was very interesting, very deep, but the, how can I say that, like the, 
the tickets, you know, the entrance ticket is very high. I don't know if I can say that, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and only real hardcore gamers can maybe succeed to finish the game at 100%. It's a hard game. It's for hardcore. Uh, now, I didn't want also to, uh, that, that is only for that. So what I did, only for this kind of gamers. So what I did is, I don't know if you remember Mario 64 on, a, on Nintendo 64, but... Oh, definitely. Okay. This game was very interesting for me because uh, you could... I think that everybody can really finish Mario 64 if it takes a little time, you know, and he can finish the game and see all the levels and see the end and, you know, done. Now, finish the game with the 120 stars, that was a complete other story, okay? That was the hardcore stuff. So I really wanted to keep this logic for Herald. So what we did is, it's a race, okay? And to be able to get qualified and to continue the game and access to the next race, you just need to finish third, minimum. Third, second, or first, okay? And to be honest with you, finish third on each race is is it's not really hard. And I think that every gamer, or even casual gamers, with a little training, you know, will, will get it. But now, finish first on every race, that's another story, completely. And I really wanted to get this big gap, like it's in Mario 64. Uh, I hope that we did it correctly, you know, we, uh, we think it's good, but we will see. And um, so that was, you know, for the term of difficulty and gameplay and stuff that we were talking about. Now, let's really talk about the game, what it is, okay? So, you actually, uh, you are Gabe, and Gabe is a guardian angel apprentice. You are a school of guardian angel, and to become a real guardian angel, there is a, a how I can say, um, to get your diploma, you know, of guardian angel, there is a test, a final test, that every student has to do. And this test is actually a race on Earth with humans. And as a guardian angel, each guardian angel gets one human that he has to help to stay alive during this race and get a good result. And this race is, of course, uh, an obstacle course race with, you know, like wall to climb and, and ropes to take and holes to jump and stuff. And as a guardian angel, your normal, I want to say, your normal uh, 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 job is to protect your human, and if something happened to him, at the last moment you do, you know, if he missed the rope and he falls into a, a, a pit with a lot of spikes, just at the end, before he's gonna die, you do a miracle and you save him, okay? And he reappears, you know, somewhere, and he's like, what happened? I'm still alive, okay? Incredible. And he continues, okay? That is actually the goal of, an, of the classic, you know, guardian angel. But you, at the beginning of the game, you pick up, of course, the worst guy possible, who is Harold. And this guy is not athletic at all. He, do, he can't run, he can't do anything without your help, you know, he's terrible. So this guy, you really have to help him, okay? And uh, so basically, what, what are you doing? You, as a guardian angel, you, re you don't really have direct control of Harold. Harold is always running, okay? But you can make him jump, 
or you can use a lightning, you know, like a, a, a thunder, you know, on him, and he goes on fire, you know, and he gets some, it's like a chill, okay. And that's basically the only two actions that you can do on Herald. But the actual game, the real game, is that you control the environment around Herald. And what it is, is actually you can uh, control the obstacles that Herald will interact with. So, for example, I don't know, you have, uh, a, you know, you're in the jungle and you have some, uh, like, uh, uh, some wood planks, you know, on, on, the, on some water and you can actually move the move planks, make him go on it and push it, and like that he can pass without dying, okay? That's basically the game. Now, that seems very simple, but it's actually very complicated and very fast. Uh, what is weird with this game, and I can't really explain it, but that's what I, how, how I feel when, when I play and when everybody plays, is, uh, do you remember the game Lemmings? Oh yeah, and that's what I was thinking about when I when you explained it when I saw the the the, the trailer. Is I thinking about nature between uh, lemmings? It's absolutely that. It's there was a friend who gave me one of the best um, definition for my game. He said, "Your game, Harold, is lemmings on steroids." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's really that. It's 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 way faster because it's a race. It's also a platformer because you control, okay, you don't control the guy, but you control the platforms. So it's exactly the same as finally. And it's a mix between do all of that, but also when you start to play very well, it becomes almost like a rhythm game. I know it's weird what I'm saying, but when I play, I really feel the mix between Wipeout, the old Wipeout, the first one on PlayStation 1, okay, where if you don't really focus and and be inside, you know, I remember playing that game forever and and putting you know Firestarter from Prodigy at the maximum level, just go, oh, yeah. and go you know, with a, and just go 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 and try to make the perfect lap. And I was doing maybe one on fifty, but when you start to feel this, this game, it goes so fast that in one point the background goes reverse. You know, it was it was incredible, and and you really feel that in Herald where you need to focus and get this concentration and this level of focusing, you know? Uh, and so it's very close to Wipeout, mixed to Guitar Hero. I know it's very weird what I'm saying, but it's the truth, because as the enormous difference in this game compared to all the other rhythm game is that normally it's the game itself who impose his reason, okay? So when you play Guitar Hero and you play a song, the song has a tempo, and that's the tempo you have to follow. In Herald, you are the tempo. The limit of the speed of the game is your limit. And that's why it gives this craziness when you play, because it's the, it, you are the limit. It's not the game. If you want to go faster, the game will handle it. And if you want to do some crazy stuff, he will handle it. So you play as fast as you can handle. Like Wipeout. Wipeout, it was me, the problem. It was not the game, you know what I mean? In one point, it's going so fast that I can't really control that, you know? And, uh, and, and here, it's very close to that, too. Um, so basically, yeah, that's, that's the game, you know? That's how you, 
you play. So it's it's a challenging game. I want I don't want to say it's impossible and stuff because it's uh, it's not impossible at all. But it's a challenging game, and and uh, it's not for my grandma. It's not for my little sister who's eight years old and playing me. You know that's for sure. Uh, but um, kids, and you know, I'm saying that that is not even really true because we, we made some tests with, with some kids who was like 10, 11 years old, and I was in shock how fast they learn, man. Oh, it's impressive. Like, they got the game so fast, you know, it's very, very cool. So, basically, yeah, that's, uh, that's the game. I don't know if you have uh, any other questions. No, that was a great, a great explanation because I mean that's the that's impression that I got, and I like the fact that there are games coming out, and I, I primarily see that people who are coming from studios like yours that have that old school gaming in them that are bringing these games that have these challenges. I mean, I have nothing against games that are simpler for casual. You know, you got to make games for everybody, but games that are more challenging, I think, is fun. You have to have a good mixture, and seeing a game like this that does have that challenging element to it, and I do really like that, you know, like you said, the Disney style was really cool, so I think it's, it looks great, and, um, you know, I hope that uh, up there and give it a try, and you know, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, it's really cool, especially the fact that, you know, you're here in Miami. I just think that that is awesome. So I definitely uh, want to be able to come by one day and, and maybe we can uh, take oh, a look. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to, you know, say it was it was great talking to you. And, yep. and, and I just want to say thanks for coming on and doing a profile with you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Huh? Uh, you know, when you want, you can call me back. You can, you know, uh, uh, come to the studio. It's with pleasure. And uh, we, I, I always like, you know, share stuff like that, especially with guys. You know, when I saw your website, I was like, that's nice. Because do, I, I'm sure you know Arcade Odyssey in, uh, in Miami. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Odyssey, yeah, definitely. We know that. Okay, definitely. okay. But, you know, we did, we did all the play tests in Arcade Odyssey for the, for the game, for Herald. And and uh, I'm a I'm a friend of uh, of Rick, you know the, the owner, and uh, and uh, he's he has some incredible games, arcade style that brings me like I really like that we invented everything at this moment. You know, it's really like uh, it's very rare to see now new kind of gameplay, and all these old school games, they're still amazing. Like okay, the graphics sucks, but who cares? Like who cares? You know, it's it's uh, it's the gameplay and the essence of the game who counts for me. So yeah. Definitely, definitely. And you know, for everybody, I mean, because really, that's what it boils down to. It doesn't matter always the graphics. Like some of the old games like Mega Man and stuff like that, you go and you play it, and it may not have like the craziest graphics all together, but you can go back and play it. I see people all the time playing these old classic games and may not have the flashiest 3D an animation. But like you say, it's the essence of the game. It's the gameplay that matters, and that's the thing. So, but you know, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's something that's, uh, it's the first, one of the first thing that I said to my artistic director when we started the game, I said, look, uh, the problem with the gameplay is you need a certain amount of time to learn it and to get it because you need to break habit that you have, that you watch Herald and you watch the guy that you control on the screen. And unfortunately, in this game, you don't control him. What you control is it, it's in front of him. So you really have to 
you know, because even me at the beginning, I was like, stop watching him. Nothing's going to happen to him. You know, it's in front that I have to watch and prepare everything in advance for him. So uh, when I said to my artistic director, look, guy, the issue we're going to have, the biggest issue is this. People need a minimum of 30 minutes to get the gameplay because it's weird. I know. If they leave the controller and say, this game sucks, before 30 minutes, we're fucked. So to get, to make them swallow the pill, you know, who is a little too big for them, I need to find a way that this first 30 minutes, there is something else that they are interested in that, you know, goes like, hey, you don't see that, you know, look, look over there, look over there, you know, it's really that. And so I was like, man, we need some amazing graphics and amazing animations for this game because that's what's going to put on the pill, you know, some little sugar or whatever, and it's going to have a better taste to swallow. And when they arrive at the real game, they don't check the graphic anymore, you know, they're like, hey, okay, I got it, it's beautiful. Now they understood the game and now it's done. You know what I mean? They're hooked. So that was the goal. And, and so that's why, you know, the game is, is it, it's a, we didn't make a game beautiful to make a beautiful game. It has a purpose. The purpose is actually for that. You know, I remember playing when I was a kid some games that I didn't really like, but I was just wanted to see the next cinematic because it was so incredible, you know, like, for example, Final Fantasy, you know, that's a perfect example. I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of, the, of RPGs, you know, and all the uh, Japanese-style RPGs like that, you know, the turn by turn and stuff. I prefer a game with more action, but I did all of them because I wanted to see this incredible, uh, you know, CG stuff and the story and all that stuff. So it's possible to hook a gamer to a game without gameplay with something else. The gameplay has to be good, you know, not terrible, but if it's okay, but something else around is very, very, very amazing, that works too. But me, I knew, I thought, and I hope that I have a very good gameplay, but I, I know that the entrance ticket was really high. So how can I make this entrance that people goes and they don't really realize they're up inside? That's the graphic and the animation that we decide that can really help, you know. That could be something else, huh? but that was what we, we, we should at this moment, yeah. The game is Herald, and it is from Moon Spider Studios. And I just want to once again thank you, Lars, for coming on Thanks, and man. with us. Thank you, guys. We're going to have uh, you back on soon because I want to see more uh, from Harold and, and, of course, more from your studio because I really think that you guys are going to have a, a lot of cool stuff, especially from what we've seen uh, so far. So we're definitely going to keep in touch with you. Perfect, man. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Take care. All right, guys. We're going to be back very soon with another Gamer Profile. But until then, remember our motto, never stop gaming. We'll be back soon.